Yeah, so if you're just starting out with YouTube automation, then I would say you would wanna post at least one video per day, right? Because usually when people think about YouTube, they think, oh, I'm gonna post one video per week, right? But like, this is a volume game, you know? You're basically aiming to get thousand videos, each making you one euro or one dollar per day. So then when you multiply that one dollar per thousand, you're making a thousand euros, a thousand dollars a day. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Business Academy podcast. My name is George. I'm joined by my co-host, Ron. And today we're going to be talking about our journey to $30,000 a month with YouTube automation, YouTube search. As those of you who are already following the podcast, you know that we are doing this pretty much full time. Ron has this thing. I have my things. But we want to make YouTube search and YouTube automation are full-time things. So in this podcast today, we're going to be talking about, we're gonna give you an update on where the revenue is at. And I can give you a little disclaimer, it is climbing up. So we're doing something right with that as well. Affiliate marketing as usual, we're gonna address a little bit about the invalid traffic uh, bug because someone has commented on a previous episode that we didn't address it. So apologies for that, we will touch upon that. And then we also have an excitement, an exciting announcement. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, because this is going to be very valuable and helpful to you as well. So with that in mind, Ron, how are you doing, man? Yes, I'm doing great as always. I know you do too, <laughs> because we always <laughs> have the little talk before. And uh, yeah, I saw the comment as well, like uh, we need to hit on the invalid traffic. Uh, so why not do it right away? I know uh, the problem is still, uh, is still happening right now. Channels are still getting hit, also people that we know. Um, so that's... Yep. Uh, that's sad. Like people literally, uh, like their, their revenue declines with like eighty percent. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Will you have a huge impact on people if they fully rely on just YouTube AdSense? I yeah. believe YouTube will eventually fix it because people channels that will, channels that got hit are like a lot of channels are just organic growth. Even some browse channels like are are hit as well. And if more and more channels will get hit, like YouTube can't like look away. So. Uh, yeah. I think they will fix it, but yeah, we just have no clue when. And some people say like, oh, you need to turn off the embedding so you won't be featured on like other uh, sites, maybe using your videos. And also someone in, in a Discord community said like that didn't affect anything at all. Like somebody still got hit even uh, that turned off the embedding. So I think it's just a, a risky thing right now. And uh, fingers crossed that it won't happen to you, I think. Yeah. I think it has to do something with, because there was an announcement in YouTube studio that they are basically simplifying something to do with the monetization. Um, so I don't know if, if there's if there's something to do with that. Maybe, who knows? But like you said, some of the biggest people in the industry are getting hit. I'm not going to say any names, but people that we had on podcasts, people that are friends. Um, so that's pretty, yeah, pretty scary. Um, you know, revenue goes down from like $370 down to like $50 for one of my friends. So yeah, um, pretty scary stuff. Uh, but there is a, like a little hope. So basically, oh, by the way, my channel is still, my second channel still has the invalid traffic or the revenue is still down. The skippable ads are still down. So that channel is not making that much, about maybe 300 euros per month. But someone in the Discord community sent a video where a guy basically was able to fix his invalid thing. And in the video, I clicked on the video and I, and I watched that little part. Um, and he basically said that he didn't, uh, he just kind of turned off by accident skippable ads. And then he just went in and in the upload settings, he turned them on again. But 
that's not the case for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the case for a lot of people as well who got hit with this. Um, but the top comments of that video said that he noticed that channels that get hit with invalid traffic recover after three months exactly. So maybe when YouTube does, when YouTube kind of penalizes a channel, right, for this invalid traffic, maybe they have like a certain three month um, period, right, where the yeah. channel doesn't get, you know, normal revenue or whatever. And then after three months on that exact date from the time you got hit, it's going to recover. So I, I think that it sounds, makes sense. I think it yeah. makes sense, by the way, because like, basically what will happen is like i've tried to look up the, the the videos of the channels that got hit and i looked like one or two videos and the the types of advertisements they're getting on high rpm topics are very broad advertisements like yeah. from mcdonald's or subway like ads that will apply to almost everybody but those kind of ads of course will give you very low rpm so yeah. i think channels that got hit with like invalid traffic your channel will, will get like flagged like hey uh, you're getting in a, your your ads will, or your accounts will be placed in a different category of ads, no high yeah. RPM ads, and that is also why you get that huge drop. But maybe after like three months or a certain period, YouTube sees like, okay, the traffic this channel is getting is legit. We can slowly start uh, showing like high RPM ads again that will match with the video topic. I think yeah. that's happening, and that also happened to me in the beginning. Like my first five to six months, my skippable ads and RPM was incredibly low. Like between one to two dollars my my rpm were like between one to two dollars mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere after like six months my skippable ads went up rpm went up as well and yeah it's it's now it now keeps climbing and i yeah. think youtube now sees my channel as like a healthy channel as for now like of course it can get uh, fucked uh, again soon but who yeah. knows and i think mm -hmm. that's the whole case like it probably will take time to recover but yeah let's see yeah, exactly. So I think the only thing <laughs> that we can do is just wait and see what happens. Um, hopefully YouTube addresses this more and they kind of, you know, take it easy on the whole <laughs> invalid traffic and just flagging channels left and right. So let's see. Who knows? Yeah. But for now, this is um, all I can say. And this is pretty much all that Ron can say. Yeah. Let's talk about our revenue. How is that looking for you uh, from AdSense perspective? Uh, good. It's like almost growing now every week with around between around like 12 to 17 percent. So okay, it's going pretty crazy. So a uh, new baseline is between 90 and 100 dollars. That's like the new baseline of like the past couple of weeks. So I, I, I've been checking like my analytics and like on Sunday or Saturday, the revenue is always low. It's lower because like basically it's weekend, you know, yeah. but the weekends are always like the past weekend is, was higher than previous weekend. And like the weekends always like climb a little. And then I just know like, okay, there's like a nice incline over the whole, the whole, whole period. Mm -hmm. So right now we are slowly going to like a hundred dollar days steadily. Let's um, go. Yeah, so that's basically my status. It's, it's growing. The views also like 40,000 views every 48 hours right now. So uh, that's the status. What about you? Very exciting. It's funny you said 40,000 40, views every 48 hours because I'm getting about 12,500 to 13,000 views every 48 hours. And I'm hitting like 107 yeah. uh, euro days. So my RPM on average is like, yeah. Like three Much times higher, higher yeah, yeah, three yeah. times higher than your channel. Um, 
but I've had, uh, so I, I've hit a 170 euro day on September 10th. So this was my first uh, over 100 euro day, which is super, super exciting. Then I hit a 103 euro day on September the 18th. So there was a little like one of those. And yeah, now it's at 103. So I think on average, it, it's at about like 80, 85 euros per day. If you take the last, if you think the last seven days, it is at 500 uh, euros in seven days. Uh, and that's not, that's count, like, that's not counting one day, right? It's counting yeah, one, I two, so, yeah. three, six four, days. five, six. Okay. So in six days, the channel made 500 euros in the past six days. So yeah, that's pretty, it was it's pretty good. Like 70 every year. 80 and then 100 euro day. Yeah, but for you, it's also like a new baseline, right? Like the 90, 80 and 90 euros, something like that. Dude, everything that is happening for me is crazy right now. Like I meet people in real life and I'm like, well, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I make YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's getting, getting serious. Because it's now it's getting serious. Like now it's like a full-time, basically like a full-time thing. And I hired a... a um, a contractor, a freelancer from the Philippines, and he had his first working day on Monday. And uh, we had a call this morning and I was like, all right, so how's it going? He's like, dude, I thought content, like production basically is like a hobby type thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna go in and make some videos and hopefully someone's gonna watch. But the system you have going on, it's like proper job. Like, cause we have like a management spreadsheet. We have people like, you know, I'm doing the keyword research and then we like, I record, he records, and then it's just all gets chopped up and put into the channel and stuff. So there's like a like there's a big volume going on of things at one like at the same time. But yeah, yeah my focus is basically now uh, high RPM topics. Like I'm trying to find the highest RPM topics. But before we talk about highest RPM topics and what my thinking and your thinking about that. How about Ron, you tell us about the exciting announcements that we have prepared for this podcast episode today. Yeah, so uh, if you're like a frequent listener or in a Discord community, you know we're uh, busy with a program and we're happy to announce that the program now is live and you're able to join in. Um, we also have a free training online that you can reach out with, or that you can check out with some valuable information that can probably help you with your whole YouTube journey. Yeah. Um, and if you're like serious about growing your YouTube channel or trying the YouTube search strategy, but you may be not sure you know, how to find the keywords or how to set up your systems for your freelancer, freelancers, I highly like appreciate, appreciate, highly recommend to check out the program. And yeah, if you want to bring your channel to the next level, I suggest you, uh, you check it out. That's basically the, the thing we're working on the past weeks. It's an in-depth yeah. program. It will take six months and all the details are, are in the links in the description as well. Like yeah. it's almost too much to mention, but uh, we're yeah. very excited to to launch it. Yeah. And one thing that I want to emphasize is that like not everyone is going to get in. So like, you know, this this thing that we're working on now, it's literally run like the people you see on the screen or you hear in like your headphones or whatever you're listening. Like this is what you get. You know, we are like we have our hands dirty. We are in this every single day. Like I said, you know, like we're doing this and this is now a full-time thing for us. And as a, as a side thing, we want to bring on people and help them as well. But the thing is, and like there are people who reached out to me and they want to work with Madron and myself, but we turned them down because it's just not the right match. It's not the right fit, right? So 
I just want to emphasize that like, not everyone will have a chance to work with us. So we do want to qualify you. We want to make, we want to work only with the motivated and dedicated people who really want to take this seriously because it matters for us as well. You know, like literally us working with you is, is like helping, right? We don't have to do this, but we're like, we want to do this. Right. And so if you want to work with Ron or myself, there's going to be a link down in the description, right? In, or in the show notes, check it out. There's going to be a free training that I've been working and Ron has been working really hard on. Um, and then, yeah, reach out to us and see if you qualify. We'll have a call or something. And then if we are able to help you and if you are the kind of individual who is um, dedicated and motivated and is in the right position in life to really take this to the next level, like Ron said, then I think we'll have a good match. So yeah, reach out and um, let's talk. Sounds good. Yeah. Exciting news. Oh, exciting things coming up. Yeah. It's great. Exactly. Exactly. So with that announcement out of the way, uh, let's, high RPM. Talk, let's talk about high RPMs yeah. like promised. So what's going on on your end with RPMs and like, would you like, I want to ask more a little bit about the thinking that is kind of evolving, you know, cause this thing, it's like a living and breathing thing, right? This, yeah. this YouTube, this like topic research, like, so how is your thinking at the moment? Where are you right now? with topic research, like how do you go about it? That's a good question. Um, because it's more, it's more of like a feeling now than like mm. a specific method, like, like with the keyword research, like in, instead of like how to lower dash Instagram, it's more like you, you add m more things. Like I have now a lot of data from the past nine months in my YouTube channel. And I can see like what kind of topics are getting high RPMs. Uh, like the past seven days, past 28 days. And I just check those topics out as well. And then like on a specific software or app or anything else, you can probably make more topics around it. So I'll just look at my, it's mostly looking at my channel data now and then see like, okay, can I make more of these high RPM topics that I already know will have high RPM? Um, so that's the way how I am approaching it now so, because there I already have covered so many tools and apps and that kind of stuff. Yep. So that, that's my approach right now. And I, I try to like make a couple of high RPM topics around the same thing that I know that will work. And of course I will double check if like the videos that are ranking right now will get a decent volume of views. Um, and of course I will check the quality, like how are their thumbnails? How do they open the video? What kind of person is like presenting the video or ex explaining the video? I still check that like the basics. Like I think those are the first things you, like, oh, those are the things you always need to do. Like, okay, who are you competing against? Mm -hmm. But then, then yeah, the topics itself, it's, it's like not getting so difficult anymore. Once you have like <laughs> the knowledge, the feeling and, and the, to back it up with the data, you know, That's Dude, what you, what, what you're saying here is like gold really, because I've had the exact same thing happen to me. You know, you explain it really well in terms of like, I don't even go into the, the usual route of like that, you know, everyone knows about with the whole, you know, underscore dashes or whatever in the, in the search bar. Like I literally just go off the data that I already have, right? I look at the data and then I just think creatively. I look at it and I'm like, okay, um, this video is getting this much RPM, but this many views. Okay. This one is getting this many views, but this much RPM. All right. Oh, this one is performing really well. I posted it at this time. Okay. This is the thumbnail. This is the length of the video. 
All right, why is that? Let me check it out. I check it out. Hmm, interesting. There was some competition, but I still outranked them. I wonder why. Cool. Can I make something similar to that? Okay, let me see. Look it up. Type in alternatives. Check out some other, you know, whatever softwares or competitors of, of theirs. Yeah. Check out those keywords. See if there, there's any keywords popping up for that. If there is, great. I put them into the spreadsheet and then we go ahead and create them. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree. Like having already data on your channel is super valuable. So I think when you're starting out, it's important to just like throw things against the wall, see what sticks, and then start working from like the backwards, basically. Start looking at your data and then start going basically back, you know? Yeah. And, and based on what you're saying, like for beginners, like how often would you say beginners need to post videos? per week or per month? Yeah, so if you're just starting out with YouTube automation, then I would say you would wanna post at least, you know, one video per day, right? Because usually when people think about YouTube, they think oh, I'm gonna post one video per week, right? But like, this is a volume game, you know? You're basically aiming to get a thousand videos, right? Each making you one euro or $1 per day, right? So then when you multiply that $1 per thousand, you're making a thousand euros, a thousand dollars a day, right? So that's kind of the thinking and the strategy behind it. You're not gonna get too many views from one video, but every view is gonna add up to all the other ones. And then eventually you're having a lot of views and a lot of money, okay? So that's kind of the strategy. But in terms of the amount of videos, like there's a fine balance between doing as much as possible and then sacrificing quality. But then there's a completely different thing of doing, you know, one video per week or one video per month and then having crazy quality. So the truth is usually somewhere in between, right? In the middle. So what you wanna do is you wanna have a good amount of volume. So let's say a video at least a day in the beginning, maybe a couple if you can, uh, if your budget allows you to, for example, and then, you know, post that for a month, you'll have, you know, 30 to 60 videos. Look at the data, okay, is anything ranking? Is anything getting picked up? If it is, then you start working backwards, seeing, okay, can I make anything more similar to this? And then you just continue, 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 and you have the momentum and don't let the momentum die. You have to, like, the momentum is very, very important. You have to keep, you know, showing up every single day to this thing um, if you are serious. And then eventually, you know, you're going to have your, uh, your, your breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. And do you also think there is like a specific video length for like in the beginning that people should use or? Well, okay. I want to ask you, what do you think about video length? Because we've discussed this and I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. Yeah. Well, when I'm starting out with like a brand new channel, I do as many volume as possible in the beginning to build up like the channel authority. That's how I see it, you know, and to get some momentum going. So mm -hmm. that would be my approach. Yeah. But like your approach also works like how, how you did it. Like when you started out, it's more like finding like the, the, the really golden nuggets like the real the, the, the real the gaps in the market basically nobody don't no one is doing right and then it doesn't matter how how big your channel channel is or what kind of authority you have because you will just rank because the quality is good and there's no real competition so that's also an approach i don't think there like there is a wrong approach at all yeah. but i would start off with like short and volume because it's really easy to outsource everything mm -hmm. so what do you think about video length how long should the videos be 
if I would aim for short videos, I think between one to two minutes, like really short solutions, because then it's easier to pump out the volume with freelancers. Okay. And how would you, how, where would you start researching those short videos? Because as you know, most people just know the ABC method and the underscore oh, yeah. method and Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Discord type things. Yeah, I would start off uh, like if I was a, if my channel was completely new, I would like daily check uh, Google Trends. That's mm -hmm. basically what I would do. Find like is there some sort of trend going on right now or a new AI tool that's being launched or that kind of stuff to really kickstart the channel. And then like also have a baseline of like more evergreen videos with, and I would just do the, I would check some tools like data AI maybe, but I'm not so, such a big a fan of it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I would probably still use the YouTube search bar uh, along with the YouTube of the Google search bar, um, but not search for like the average, the average uh, Instagram or Facebook uh, apps, you know, yeah. I would find out like what kind of software is, is being used by small businesses. Hmm. and maybe start focusing on those kind of things but i like i think like the google trends one is like the the low-hanging fruit you, you could easily do because like they like right now especially ai tools are being released every day yeah so you can easily benefit from from people searching for like uh, that that new tool yeah 100 percent. and i want to encourage you know all of you guys listening to this is to you know, really get creative with the topic research. Like once you have data, you can start basically building on top of your data and seeing, okay, why does this video get a higher RPM than the other video, right? It requires a lot of thinking process to it and it requires a lot of creativity as well, right? Why do these videos get higher RPM? Okay, let's check the analytics. Oh, 80% of the people watching this video are from the US and it has a disproportionately high RPM compared to all of my other videos. Okay. So then the conclusion is, well, if the video is reaching a US audience, then it's going to have a much higher RPM yeah. than a video reaching any other country, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then you do, you do your research, then you're like, damn, this video is being watched by people 55 plus. There's literally no audience watching this except for people who are 55 plus and it has a disproportionately high RPM. Cool. So that means that older people uh, have a higher, uh, older audience has a higher CPM to them. Cool. So then let's combine these two factors and let's make videos for people, for older people in the US. Ta-da! All of a sudden you're now reaching, like you're just increasing your CPM with these like thinking processes, right? And then you start testing different niches. Okay, what are the things, what are the problems, what are the needs, what are the, the wants, the desires of that target audience? Yeah, it could what just are, GPT. Yeah, like what yeah. are 50 plus year old people in the US are looking for online? What are they looking for on Google? What are they looking for on YouTube? They're, they're, they're looking for many things, right? Okay, so out of those things, where are they spending the most money? Think about it. This is th this is food for thought, okay? Food for thought. Very, very importante. This is literally seven years of, of learning in, a, in one minute. In a chill, yeah. <laughs> this is super valuable, by the way. Like, this is crazy, man. Yeah. 
Okay. I, um, I agree. Yeah. Also, yeah. by the way, with the, like the, the Google trends and everything, you can also select countries. So make sure you select indeed like the high RPM countries for sure. Yep. Yeah. You know, what's uh, trending today. Did you, did, are you signed up to the, uh, to the Google uh, trends? No, news, I have like a, a, no, I have like a list of 700 keywords right now. So I'm not doing okay. too much right now with keyword okay. research. Okay. So basically I, I'm signed up to the Google trends newsletter. Right. And so, Sometimes I get like these emails from Google Trends and they uh, they basically give you a bunch of data and like information on what people are searching, what's happening. And it's pretty cool to kind of stay on top of things like, oh, there's a tsunami there or, hey, Halloween is approaching and people are already starting to search what's more popular, Barbie or Oppenheimer and stuff like that, right? So anyway, today, one of the things that they sent me uh, was Halloween nail art. Okay. So people like Halloween is not even here. It's in October, I think, but people yeah. are already searching for Halloween nail art. So the first thought that I had was, okay, you can either find, cause okay. What would the people searching for Halloween nail art be in the market for? They'd be in the market for a nail polish. Most Halloween likely outfit. maybe an outfit, but this is like, pretty targeted so like if it's a nail or maybe yeah. they're or maybe you know what i've seen they have those like um what do they call like you can just put it in then if you paint on top of it it's going to have it then you peel it off it's going to have like a perfect design i have like, no a temp, clue, like, like a template type thing you know like a template for a nail okay so like you, you can have like a skull you put it on your nail you paint on top of it then you peel it off yeah. and then you have a perfect skull on your nail okay that's that's the thinking so the first idea I had in my mind was, okay, well, you either find a store who is already selling those like templates for nails, okay? And then you reach out to them and say, hey, give me an affiliate link. I'm going to drive traffic to your thing. Or you try to, you know, throw up a quick store on Shopify, whatever, and you try to, and then you make that video and you try to, or you make a bunch of videos about that and you try to drive traffic and, you know, maybe create some kind of a bundle. And that's basically like, that's how I want you guys to think about when you're thinking about, you know, content creation and monetization, you know, it's not just posting videos and just, Hey, we're going to get AdSense money. It's really not. It, it's, it's really about being creative with your monetization and how do you go about monetizing that traffic to the, to, to like best as possible. Right. So just, and they're just, just linking. It's just like links. Okay. Someone is searching Halloween nail art. Cool. Let's show them a video about Halloween nail art and then say, by the way, we have these really cool Halloween templates for nails. You can check it out on our store and then you just link it there. And then you, I don't know, go to AliExpress and you find a bunch of those templates and you import and you just, it's just an experiment, right? Just, just yeah. a thought. So if some, if you're watching this right now, it'd be so cool. Like if you are, cause I'm already like done with Shopify. It's been a long while since I've been doing it. So I'm not that good a professional with it, but if I have, like would have done this two years ago, I would have done the store in like 30 minutes, threw it up. And if I knew what I know now, I'd drive that traffic, right? Because the, the most important thing when it comes to e-commerce is of course the traffic, right? And since we are now the creators of traffic, right? Or not, not creators, but we are like the- Funneling, yeah. Yeah, we're basically funneling traffic, you know? We can, we can yeah, we can direct the traffic where we want with our content. So we're, you're able to do that. But then the next question becomes is, Okay, well, is it really worth for me to do a, a a nail art shop, or is it really worth it for me to, you know, get that small 
commission from a nail art because their margins are going to be tiny. Like how much realistically is a person really going to pay for for a, a nail uh, nail art template, right? Okay, maybe they bundle like 10 of them together for every finger or whatever, right? Or 20 together and you're and the person is going to pay like $20. But then the margin on that is going to be probably like, I don't know, $15 like money yeah. for shipping so it's not really worth it like you want to go oh, for the things where yeah. people spend a lot of money at once it's more a thinking process exactly like discovering a trend and see like okay how can i leverage that trend because not many people think like at those kind of steps like they first maybe see the the keyword and then they're like okay that's funny that people are looking for it and they don't do anything with it like it's it's basically you you can turn like a lot of trends and things you are seeing in your daily life, you can turn it into videos and like, you can basically make money from it. So I think yeah. that that's what it shows. And of course, exactly. like once you do a little bit more deeper research, maybe you're like, okay, it doesn't make sense in terms of money, but like, it's about the whole concept. Exactly. Think, it's, it's, it's just the, your mode, like of thinking, like how you think about these things, right? Because content creation is the thing that we are in, right? But then our job is to increase the monetization of that traffic as much as possible or create the content that is going to have the highest return on investment, right? And one of the ways to think about how to increase your return on investment is with these things, right? That I just kind of talked about. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I'm also curious, like, what do you think is like the number one thing beginners overlook when doing YouTube search? That's a great question, Ron. Yeah, I know. What is the <laughs> what is what is the one thing that people the beginners overlook when starting YouTube automation? Okay, great question. Let's see. Well, from my own experience, right? I'm going to talk from my experience. The mistake that I did is I, I went into a browse channel in the how to make money online niche, and I know Ron, Me you too. did the same yeah. thing, <laughs> right? And that was like, yeah, it was not really successful because I didn't get uh, good results with that at all. So one of the biggest mistakes that I did when I got into the whole YouTube automation space was making videos, spending a bunch of money and hoping that the algorithm is going to recommend them. Yeah. But your hoping strategy is not going to take you too far. Well, at least it didn't take me too far. You know, I know only of very few people right? And I know quite a few people in the space who have success with browse or, you know, YouTube recommending their videos. And like, I, I've seen Ron firsthand very deep into the browse game, uh, spending, you know, 5k, 5K in total, <laughs> in total yeah. $150 per video, you know, great team, great videos. One of his channels is, was called um, Stories of Stories, Fortune. Yeah. Uh, and And so I just think that one of the one of the things like that's that's when you start to like when you first discover YouTube automation and you're kind of like you know absolutely nothing and you're like okay what should I do right because not many people think about search when they get into like YouTube automation they're thinking oh like I go to YouTube homepage and then I I see videos recommended like top ten fails in NBA or or yeah. whatever right and then they are, oh that's YouTube automation yeah I know about that I'm gonna do that video but it's not like it is that, of course, right? And you know, and I know some people who who have those channels. And, and by the way, they make crazy money. So there is time and place for that as well. But that requires such a deep knowledge about YouTube, such deep knowledge about thumbnails, about uh, 
being about uh, engaging storytelling about hooks about like you can go yeah. back and watch our podcast from before like our our masterminds where ron was breaking down you know his um his thinking behind you know why sunny b2 and those other channels uh really get pushed so hard and it's it just gets it's, so deep, it's you know psychological psycho okay, help me out here psychology that's how you yes it, like. it's, it's basically <laughs> psychology it's like the, exactly under, that's, that's understanding it. viewer psychology like what makes them click what makes them not leave the video after 5 15 30 seconds what keeps them uh watching and a lot of it has to come down to the actual topic itself right that's what like mr beast himself, uh, himself yeah. talks yeah, about that's but, the thing and I, I think a lot of people also underestimate that like what, the, when they're starting youtube automation as a side hustle maybe to just start a business for some extra income like the, the game, it's or like the business model is simple. You create yeah. videos and people watch the videos, you get you get paid for it. But like nailing that, that, that down and getting the views in is like a completely different level. Okay, cool. So then we address that thing. Now I want to ask you specifically, okay, so then someone's like, okay, cool, guys. I'm not going to do browse. I'm going to do search. So then let's talk about what do you think is the, the, like the mistake, most common mistake people make when they start with YouTube search because... I think that a lot of people listening to this, well, first off, there are people who are already doing this, so we appreciate you guys. But then there's also people who want to get started with, with YouTube search, right? And they understand how it works, but they want to avoid the mistakes. So what what would you kind of warn them? Like what mistakes would you warn them to, to avoid? I think people make like two two of the biggest mistakes, and those are like one is looking where everybody everyone is looking. So they're mm. making the same videos everyone is making. And the second one is like making really shitty videos. Like if Dude. you hear the if you hear the first second of like the voice, you're like, ah, this is this is such poor quality. I'm not even interested in the solution. Like those, I think, are the are the biggest two things that the biggest mistake people make with with search. I couldn't agree with you anymore, Mr. Ron, because neglecting quality and making videos about saturated topics is no bueno. Yeah. Um, I All you need that- to fail, basically. <laughs> this is how you fail with a YouTube yeah. search. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, that's a pretty good reel, by the way. Yeah. If you guys noticed, like Ron and I, we've been getting more into reels now. So we're kind of in this brainstorming process about, okay, how do we do them? And I think taking that creative approach of like, uh, this is uh, uh, three steps to failing with YouTube automation. And then, and then you kind of, it's like a completely different approach. But yeah, just yeah. a food for thought. Funny. But what you said about neglecting quality is super important. Right. Like, remember, we talked about it, how, like, would you watch this video yourself? Right. As soon as I started asking myself that question and as soon as I started really being honest with myself and and saying, hell no, I would not watch that video. This is horrible. If I was in the market to get an answer for this question, I'd go to the next video. And trust me, everybody thinks like that. (laughs) So don't neglect quality. That's number one. And second of all, like Ron said, don't look where everybody else is looking. Get creative. People are searching every second for the stuff that you can't, you don't even know you don't know. Exactly. You know you know. <laughs> Dude, this is and that's we, really we, difficult. <laughs> and yeah, we're, get, we're getting deep yeah. here. <laughs> one other thing that I would like to mention, like uh, search compared to like browse in general. Like uh, I had a party Saturday, I was talking to some friends. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing YouTube search. And of course, they're all curious. Like, okay, what kind of videos are are these? Um, yeah. Are those? Yeah. And then you show the channel and they scroll through some videos and they're like, 
all those videos are getting like 50, 100, 150 <laughs> views. Like, what, 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 like how, how serious are you taking this business model? Then I show like the back end of the channel. Yeah. And they're like, what? It's like they, they, they don't just underestimate it. So it's like a, how, how do you call it when it's like a sleeper uh, business model? Do you know what, I, what it means? Yeah, like yeah, if you yeah, have yeah, a, yeah. a very fast car that looks like a very slow car, that's maybe basically like a sleeper build. Yeah. It's like the same with, with, with search, in my opinion. Like people on the outside are like, ah, this channel is wasting his, its time. Like it's making so many videos each day. It's getting <laughs> so little views. Dude, I love that. I love that. I, like my dad is the same, you know, because my dad is like my biggest fan. Uh, so then my dad is like, he calls me. He's like, George, I don't understand. You're posting these videos, but they're getting like one, two, three, five views. I mean, sure. I'm like supporting you. I'm liking every single one of those videos. But like, where's the money, son? I'm like, dad, chill. <laughs> yeah, here's the back end, you know, that he's like, oh, damn, like this is really is growing. So, yeah, like. That's the thing. And I was, by the way, you're talking about like a party on the weekend. I was hanging out with some, with some guys on the weekend as well. And, you know, they were asking me like, and I was like super excited about this whole thing. Cause I'm always just excited about like YouTube and this like online thing. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm doing this and this and that. And, and like, I can kind of sense that, that they're like, whoa, like tell us more. Like, cause they, you know, they're not really into like entrepreneurship or online business or anything like that. They're just taking more of the traditional path in life with the, with like the standard job and stuff, which by the way, nothing wrong with that, but it's like something novel for them. So then they ask me, start question, like ask, start asking me questions and I start explaining. And then at one point I'm like, all right, God damn it. Give me a piece of like paper and a pen. So they gave me like this big, just like a four type thing, a three type thing. And I just I take a marker and I start basically writing down like one, do this and this and this number two this and this i was just basically everything that i know into like a blueprint right i send that blueprint to you and had like six different steps right to how to get started with with like with youtube search like how to start a channel how to sign up to an adsense account how to you know make videos how to hire people like basically these steps right so then you have the blueprint in front of you so then you can say like okay great now i know the steps so then you go step number one you know, I have to do this. Okay, cool. And then they're like, uh, George, how long do you think the step number one is? Because there's, there's only six steps. Like, it's only very, very lucrative, yeah. right? Oh, I just need to do six steps. And then I, I'm like on my way to Every making result. like money. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's really is like that. And then like, okay, cool. So I'll, I'll get this done in a week. And I'm like, ah, brother. <laughs> I'm like, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> I'm like, look, you see step number one? This can take you like a month if you don't know what you're doing. Do you know where to do this? Do you know how to do this? Do you know who to contact? No. Okay. So this will take you a month just to figure out step number one. Okay. Step number two. Do you know how to do this? If I if I wake you up in the middle of the night, would you be able to tell me? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to take you another maybe a week or so to figure out. And then they're like, oh, and then I could just feel their enthusiasm like declining as I'm telling them this. And I'm like, but hey, if you're able to do this on the other side of the fence, it's just freedom and independence and passive income and all these beautiful things that are your promise. But in the front end, it's like, ah, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But that's like, you need to do, put in the work basically in the beginning to, to eventually like, um, re, like get your rewards from it. I think that's, that's what everything in life, but in the end, if you still break it down, if you would take like a year to, to fix everything within a year, you already have amazing results. Like, yeah. 
it's more like the short-term expectation that people have like yeah probably when you're just starting out and you're posting your first 10 videos you're like let's go and those videos are, are probably shit because you don't know keyword research. You you maybe have a poor freelancer or you make the videos yourself. You don't know how yeah, yeah. you get like three views and it doesn't rank. Like yeah. then it's the key to keep posting for a month and another month and another month. Exactly. And then it grows. And imagine how like discouraging it might be when you've, when you've gone through the whole setup process, you have everything going on and you upload your first video, you check back in the next day and it has like one view or something like, and then you're like, damn, I'm already like a thousand dollars in or two thousand or whatever, like money in, time in, energy in. I'm getting absolutely no views. And now I need to continue doing this for the next couple of months to start to like get traction. And it's like, yeah, it can be quite discouraging. But I'm telling you, or not me telling you, <laughs> it's actually Charlie Munger who is going to tell you, Warren's business partner. He said, uh, step by step, you get ahead, but not necessarily in fast spurts but you develop discipline to be ready for the fast spurts. Uh, you chip away at it every single day and eventually you're going to have a breakthrough. The, uh, to get what you want, you need to deserve what you want. The world is not a yet crazy enough place to reward a bunch of undeserving people. I kind of... Let's edited. go I, I, like a whole quote <laughs> out of your head. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've been I've been rereading that so much, you know. But basically, that's what it is. Like, you need to deserve the things in life. It sounds so like the only reason Ron and I are getting, you know, this passive income. Wake up and there is, you know, an all time high and money is being made while we sleep or go out party or whatever. It's because you don't see all of the years behind us that we've put into skill development, into the struggling, into the pain, into the failures, into like all of this, right? And then eventually you come out and you're looking like a, a, a seven years of like an overnight success, you know, <laughs> an overnight success in seven years. How long have you been doing this, by the way? It's like the whole entrepreneurial journey. Oh, uh, since I was... Uh... 16 i had my first web shop so around that age and now you're 26 yeah so 10 years then 10 years yeah but like it depends like entrepreneurship was a lot different like when i was 16 because i was just trying things out yeah and like full-time entrepreneurship right now five years five so years like full -time, yeah yeah and you yeah, I started, well, it was kind of like I started my last year of uni, so I was maybe 20. Um, that's when I started like reading and like making grand plans for my life and stuff and just like in, diving deep into self-development. And then I uh, went to the military. I couldn't work there. I couldn't do anything except for the last couple of months where I had my laptop and I literally like sneaked it into the military and I could work like 30 minutes before bed and I would have to like turn around from everyone so no one saw me. So I'd like, I'd build my Shopify store and it was called mewcatlover.com and you know, I'd import some AliExpress like jewelry, like cat jewelry. So I had a niche and you know, then I would go ahead and negotiate like on the next day with the, like a theme page on Instagram and yeah, that it was crazy. I was so lucky because the first shop I put up the first ad even that I bought on Instagram, I did it on like a Black Friday and then I didn't even know what, 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 what it was. But I was just, the circumstances, I was so lucky because, and I think that was kind of the universe rewarding me for taking action, you know? 
that I got that one little sale for $10 and I woke up in the morning at like 5.45, I checked my phone and I have that sale for $9.99. And I remember I'm just jumping in the, in the room and I'm like, guys, someone paid me money online for the thing that I've been putting like together over the past week, you know, so that was crazy. But ever since then, I think that was, I think I was 21 and now I'm turning 28 oh, soon. Yeah. yeah, turning 28 soon. So about seven years in the whole entrepreneurial slash. Yeah, and we're just getting journey. started. Dude, that's, that's what I, that's, that's what I keep <laughs> saying. Like I'm literally like now for the past three months, I'm just getting started because yeah. now I know what I'm doing. I have everything kind of going on for me. Now I'm just like optimizing, trying to make it better, like thinking about how do I do it better. Now I have money coming in as well consistently, like good amounts of it already. So I can start reinvesting that money. I can think about, okay, how do I get better quality? How do I target better topics? Um, I also have reputation online, right? So I can reach out to companies and I can be like, hey, can we work together? Da, da, da. So it, it's, it, all of this, like it all stacks up, you know, there was a, there was a very interesting graph from Sam Ovens in one of his videos where he was talking about how it, it was basically like, like a graph, like imagine a graph, right. And then in the, like, and there's like uh, results and time. Okay. So the axis that goes up is the results and the axis that goes horizontal, that's the time. So then he says, in the beginning, you put a lot of effort and and you get very little results okay and then as you move down that axis over time right oh, i'm going to find this somewhere like <laughs> yeah, you're fucking it up yeah i'm fucking it up like but, oh, what but, is it again yeah 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 but but basically like you have no results in the beginning and you're putting in a lot of effort and time and energy and money into it at first. And then over time, as time goes by, you're slowly going to start putting less and less energy and effort into it. And your returns are going to start growing more and more and more. It's going to be like disproportionate. You know what Depends I mean? Depends on your business though. Like sure. you need to have some sort, some sort of leverage like media, for example, or like something you put in the energy in and it keeps paying you eventually. So, yeah, of course, but I'm not yeah. even considering businesses that are like hard to scale or that are not in IP code or content. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I don't, I don't see. There's no point in starting a business like a coffee shop. Yeah, but people still do it. Yeah, that's but people, big. but but people have their thinking is not clear. They're delusional. What's the purpose of you starting a coffee shop? Are you starting a coffee it's shop? It's passion. Then it's passion. If it's passion and you're doing it to have your friends over and you just want to sit there every day in the coffee shop and kind of decorate it as you want and whatever, cool. And you don't care about making money. All right. You've probably made it. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for watching I, this I must podcast. say, by the way, there are some like boutique shops that make like 200, 300K profit a year and they just open couple in like big cities. So it is possible, but it's not really? a business model that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but it's 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 possible but you need to be, have like you need to have a great product you would need to be able to get constant traffic of people or like customers but it's like a but different you, approach but when you're saying great product how are you going to make your coffee better than your joe yeah. neighbor making it's coffee? like that yeah for, with coffee it, it's difficult it's, it's maybe more the atmosphere that people are paying for but with food it's it's easier because you can 
like create different food and better food but like the know, business dude. can work of course but it's not something you you would want to have if you like freedom if you want to be no. uh, independent of location that kind of stuff uh, and make it easy to scale then brick of mortar store is not the right way but no. like you can make money but it's not a yeah i would never do it myself. but even like like okay i don't want to have anything to do brick and mortar that's first of all okay yeah. but then if we go then we, if we go online and we start to kind of think about businesses online not every business online is worth doing like i was listening to a podcast of ali abdal in the on the deep dive podcast with one of like the um, oh, i forgot his name one of the authors who wrote uh oversubscribed i think a book or he has many books and he was talking about how like Ali was like, okay, well, let's let's walk through the process of creating like a company, right? So then he started like, they started, they started like fantasize and they started to play this game. Well, okay, I want to do a productivity app. And that productivity app is not worth doing because it will have a like a J-curve business. And a J-curve business basically means that you will have a lot, you'll, you'll have to invest money with no results, but then eventually it's going to go up and you're going to have like, a lot of growth with like little little money right because software needs money uh to get developed like at least 100k yeah. so not every business is worth doing and this is what naval uh, naval ravikant talks about as well like um he is a big proponent of 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 media and uh content sorry media and software. and software exactly code code, yeah. code and content so that's that um and and like but then another like a third point is also intellectual property. Like that's also a, a pretty important thing online. Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, break a motor. It, yeah, it's not not something that I, I would like to do. I think you neither. But, no. uh, if yeah. you know how to if you know how to get search traffic and if you know how to drive that search traffic anywhere, like 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 we talked in the beginning, like a like a, what, what is that person that, you know, who is in the theater with the little uh, stick? who is doing this for the whole orchestra. Oh, yeah, I have no clue. You know who I'm talking about, but, yeah, but yeah. no one knows the name. <laughs> we don't know the name for that. <laughs> Someone just in like, Dutch, oh, it's dirigent, but I have no yeah. idea what it is in English. Dirigent, exactly. Yeah. So probably something similar in English, maybe completely different. But anyway, so like you got to think about yourself like that in terms of traffic with YouTube content, with YouTube search specifically, right? If you know how to generate it if you know how to get it and direct it somewhere the world is your oyster i agree but let's come down the, to the whole conclusion what we just talked about just get to work be consistent <laughs> post the videos and eventually you'll make money through search i think that's a nice a nice ending of the podcast commit yeah commit exactly commit whatever you do commit think about it twice thrice, four times, five, think about it for a long, long, long time. And then when you make a decision, commit and don't look back and continue going until you get to where you want to be. Yeah. Also, I think this is one of the very few business models with guaranteed results. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you know, if you it. know what you are doing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> All right, Ron, it's a good time to round up. Thank you so yeah. much for your time and energy. Very insightful. And we want to thank you guys so much for watching, listening, subscribing. Don't forget to check out the free training down below. And with that in mind, we'll see you in the next week's episode. Ciao. Bye-bye. Yes.